Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Why did why was it ever called Bluetooth? I want to know that. I don't know. Just blue. I don't fucking know. Some, some I hate. I my father and I share a mutual disdain for anybody who walks around with like one of the little Bluetooths in their ears. Like AirPods, I'm fine with because like they serve multi-purpose. But like, you know those guys who are just like walking around and they just and they have the little things in. They just like tap the sides. Like you got Kyle. You know those kind of fuckers. I hate those guys. I, I mean, all of them to get the coronavirus. Important to have. That's your kind of job. I mean. Just get a just get a okay. phone. Just nobody take, wants to hold their phone to your face because it it gets tiring after a while. Well, then, you ever sat on a phone with someone for hours? Yes. Yeah, it's not fun. Whatever. It's just, it's they're they're cowards, and they just they and they're just talking to themselves or they are like they're. I think the phone makes you t- having a phone to your face makes you talk softer. Whereas I think, if it's just out there, then you feel like you have to overcompensate because you can't. Like the the mic isn't right next to your face, so I, then you're just screaming the whole time. I think the real problem is that you associate people that do that with rich people, and you hate rich people. That's also true, but I also but you, I'm sure, have seen out in the world that uh, Bluetooths are not exclusive to rich people. I see, you know, back home, I see like country dudes with. I use Bluetooth every day of my life, so. Well, are you like walking around in like the grocery store, being like, "Yeah, man"? If uh, I could, I would. But. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, why are you talking on the phone in the first place? Well, That's I'm not weird. talking. No, I use it to listen to music. Well, yeah, but you're not talking at full volume. It's no, the, I don't talk to anybody. That's fair. That's fair. God, I've been, this whole coronavirus thing has made me really glad that I kind of cut down on the people that I hang out with because it's like <clears> now I'm just don't have to because like you know as you get older it's like uh I, I know like ten people I. I like like three of them. So like, what's the point in those extra seven? They're just dead weight. And I'm going just... on a plane in three weeks. So wish me luck. Jesus Christ. That sounds terrible. Where are you going? Italy? I, I was actually, I was going to go to Italy and then decided not a good idea. So, so now, now, I, Japan now I'm instead. not allowed to go in there. So going to Japan instead, get right to the heart of it. No, no that's for next year. Lame. Well, speaking of coronavirus, it's kind of messing up the world now, isn't it? Which is kind of funny to see. At least do something cool. Like, make it like a zombie thing. Instead, you just get a bad cold that kills old people. I know. I mean, hey, the old's got to go sometime, so this could do... Is this natural selection? Just kind I of think... speeding up the process? Yes, but in more, in, in more ways than one. It is both... It's doing that, which is in a very, like, unis, you know, un emotional way it's just like yeah these people this 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 flu or whatever it is is just strong enough that their you know immune systems are kind of beaten down they can't deal with it but it's also speaking from a political perspective it seems like the people there's a lot of people out there who just think it's fake news and and now they have it i know because like for as awful as he's been it's it's not like most of the things he's done don't have no effect on random guy in rural minnesota or something like that yeah like he can just be completely disassociated like oh i don't live near the border oh i've got stocks or whatever and he can just but now it's like oh it's affecting our lives and you can yeah. see the incompetence and the, the, and those people like 
Yeah. They're just going to be like, ah, I don't, I'm fine. It's just the liberals. You, and then they don't wash their hands. And then can they you imagine die. if Trump gets it? God, that would be amazing. Well, somebody at, uh, you know, CPAC? Yeah. Yeah, I know the whole, I never, I heard the whole thing. Someone yeah, yeah. That, to call got it. Now they're like, some people are quarantined and all that shit. That would be so cool. I think it would be hypothetically. Helpful. If he got it and hypothetically maybe didn't do well because oh, he eats cheeseburgers and sleeps two hours a night, that'd be a pretty good irony. But I do, I, I, speaking in more of a macro sense, and you're going you're gonna to know exactly what I'm going to say, but I'm actually really intrigued by what the world is going to look like when he dies. Because my feeling is, like, if he loses, he's just going to spend the rest of his life like, well, I might run in 2024. It's like, oh, well, I'm in great shape. I could run in 2028. And... So the next thing, it's going to be that, and then he's just going to die. And, like, I don't think... I think You know he's not going to lose, right? I just want, yeah, I want you to know that. He's not going to. I don't want him to win, but I'm letting you know right now, there's almost no reality in which he's not president for the next four years. I, I'm interested why you have come to that really hard conclusion. You've seen who's going to be the Democrat nominee, right? Listen, Tulsi is a unifier. She, no. Um, yeah, I, I think, but here's, let me tell you, let me put this to you, put it to you this Up way. until today. Let me put it to you this the, way, though. The economy was doing better than it's done in a really long time. Yeah, yeah I don't know, people are, people think that matters. But no, here's it's my theory, if it is, if it is who we think it's going to be, which, ugh, I don't think debates matter as much as we think they do because he was a terrible debater and he was sniffling the whole time and giving nonsensical answers with hillary that so many people and you know i'll eat crow if i must that they just did not like hillary for you know one of 1500 reasons not to like her here's the thing that joe and biden if he does become the nominee as long as he has a good running mate i don't think people are really gonna be like oh well then joe started stuttering in the debates like they understand that he's a million years old and and Democrats in in the House elections won by ten million votes in twenty eighteen, so I don't know. I I mean, I don't think I don't think I I'm not saying I definitely think he's going to lose, but I definitely don't think he's going to win. I just think whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and you know I don't I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm gonna I'm not going to pretend like I do. Like people are writing off Bernie, it's like okay, may, you may be right, but shit happens. <laughs> like Joe could fall down a flight of stairs. Or say something really, really stupid and bad, and I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? It's, I hope they all. I hope they just all die. Bernie, Biden, Trump, never. they all die. Bernie lives on. I do uh, think that Bernie's going to probably eighty years old since like nineteen seventy three. He's awesome. He's really. He's. He's just. Been, I like that. I just like he's been the same person for like forty five to fifty years, and that's just kind of who he is. It's pretty fun to me. But what were you saying? He's just like a hippie that just like never aged i know he's so great god he would probably destroy I mean, the, the, the country com- but god it would be so cool to see what bernie yeah, yeah. at least he cares i can't, I I can't he, say that for him i can't say that for almost anyone else so he cares like i i think joe's joe's is doing this because he, like he ran for president twice before and just shit the bed and like he's obama's guy and he's just like oh this is my best last shot and I think he does hate Trump. Bernie's just doing it because, like, I don't know. He, he, he should. It. I like it when people, that when old people are fired up about things like that. Because it's so easy to be like, yeah, so I got he's 10. Become, he's just a meme for you, isn't he? Bernie? He's a symbol. I, I like, I like, like, oh. like, I don't know. I just like it when old people are still engaged and not just passive. Like, 
most of Trump's old people are. Like, oh, not my problem. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's my problem. It's more importantly, it's everyone else's problem. But who knows? I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the the way that the primaries have come out, it seems like he's going to be. It seems like he's going to, uh, kind of bring the same kind of turnout that Obama did in '08, and maybe. Hopefully less so 12, but presidents never really do well I don't, I don't see people rallying behind posters of Biden with the word hope on it. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. The running mate's the big thing. And I think you could maybe make the case it's like, I'm only going to do one term. But that might not be a smart thing, but I don't know. But it, this is definitely a running mate situation where it's could probably going to make or break him. I don't – I mean, I just personally don't see why that matters because it's like the VP has no power. Until they do. I, I mean, they, they have no power until they have all the power. Is he and, is he going to die tomorrow? Like, uh, is he at risk of you know heart failure in the next three years? I mean, he's seventy seven, so yeah. Live, <laughs> Every day's a miracle when you're that age. I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. I just also there needs to be a cap on uh, age limits. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, I've said for years if you're too young to do something, you can also be too old to do something. Yeah. What is it? What's the what's the minimum age? Thirty something. Thirty five. Okay. 35, 36. Like, you yeah. should, like, you, I don't know. But then, it, like, you can't do that because it's like it gets into, like, well, how old would you be at the end of your second term? Because if you run at, like, 74, then it would be 82 or something like that. So, I don't know. I agree. I think there should be a lot more caps on congressional Lower terms, system. all that shit. And, I don't know. Yeah, it's all, who knows what's going to happen, though? Who knows? But, I have a pretty wild guess, but we'll see. What's your is your wild guess that asshole wins? Yep. I don't know. Joe's got he does have that appeal. He does, has a, he has the appeal with the olds. Exactly. And they're the that's, ones that vote the most. But that's fair, but there's a lot of people that are young and old that vote for the asshole. So Also, it's, you know, it is worth noting that the last election came down to like 100,000 votes in pennsylvania wisconsin and michigan or something like that so i just like that the reason that that election was so i don't even know if this is the right word notorious but like because of it was pretty much the two most hated people on both sides joe's not he's not hated he's just he's just there yeah he, he just exists yeah and he stands for the thing that people hate but and he does not hate him as soon as if 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 he does end up clinching it as soon as Obama hits the campaign trail, come on, it's over. Like that's is just, that's Obama it. allowed to be his running mate? Technically, yes. <laughs> How great would that, that be? be? Oh my god, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I mean, he'd have to resign that's, as soon as well, never, she wouldn't. Has that ever happened? No, 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 oh. no. That's one of those like it's like in a, right after FDR left, we're like, oh yeah, we don't really have it written down anywhere that you can't run for more than two terms. We should probably do that, uh, and they did. So this is kind of a similar situation where eventually somebody's going to do it. You know that, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. But yeah. maybe that, maybe a long time from now. But could could Biden have run in twenty sixteen? Yeah, or is that he no, could have? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. He was expected to. He only oh. didn't because it was his son, which I thought was kind of weird. But I don't know. But not that he, you know, was grieving for his son. Just that he didn't uh, want to run because uh, it's Trump and he's the current vp but there i think there was a whole thing about like hillary it's like yeah we won't get in your way 
but that's, and that's, that's just, their problem. But let's not get into that. I know it's and it's kind of happening again in a way. Yeah, but, yep, yeah. Again, happen again and again and again, and they're never going to learn. I think that I, I, I think that the there's going to be a splintering off the Democratic Party. I really do. I think. What do you mean? Like I think, it, I think it's the gonna, party or like a people. I think it's going to be the Democratic Party, and I think it's going to be the the Progressive Party, and then eventually the progressives. Not saying it's like in the next two three years, but like twenty years down the line, they're just going to eat the Democrats, and it's going to be Republican versus Progressives. That's just my feeling about the whole thing. I, I could also see that happening. On the I, I can't. I can't see AOC, for instance, is like she's like the poster progressive in Congress. I don't see her sticking sticking around and i think a lot of you know enough people are going to follow her especially if progressives start winning elections statewide god and she I'm, just erupts me the wrong way hey man i i can't I, I think if you don't if people not saying you but if people don't like aoc for her policies whatever it's not like whatever it, i think she's 90 percent right and 10 percent you know I don't quite understand where she's coming from. She's what? She's hot Bernie. Yeah. (laughs) She's smart Bernie. Um, But she is pretty, she's pretty self-sufficient. Like she's fought harder than I would guess over half of the people in Congress. She's, you know, she was an MIT grad and everything. She, her career didn't go the way that maybe it would have if she was, you know, not Hispanic. And then she worked as a bartender she unseated a an establishment Democrat and, you know, worked her ass off to do it. So, yeah. I don't know. that That's the kind of people, you know, right or left, those are the kind of people that I want to see in Congress. Enough enough lawyers and rich people's kids w- and all that I w- shit. I want people in the middle from those, of those types. That's what I want. Well, you want Which, people – do you not want people that are that grind for it and don't just, like, waltz no, into the Congress? No, that's what I mean. I yeah. mean, I want people – I mean, that's – to me, that's what Tulsi is on the middle, which is why I want her. I don't but, know enough about her to know that. I, I know she served, which is kind of – it's – Well, she's not a Russian asset, first of all. Uh, she's an Eastern European asset. We got it. She's a <laughs> fucking woman from Hawaii. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about her to really – And why do any, you hate her? She just <laughs> comes just, off – she just why I don't do know. people I don't understand it because why because some Republicans like her I don't get well it. with everybody I've, I always ask myself of people who run she like, not, why, she's not progressive enough for I just I don't kind of but I also I ask I usually ask myself like why are you running for president I know why Bernie's running I know why Warren's running she's I know running why the Biden's same running she's running the same reason Bernie is and Bernie and her are friends so like I don't I don't I, I I'm just gonna pretend I did not hear that and I will do that every time I hear it. I don't know. She Guess just comes what? off like if, she, I don't like it. I'll, I'll say this, and you may, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not on this, but I, I don't like it when people run for president to raise their status, which is why I didn't like Bill de Blasio. Uh, I don't like Pete Buttigieg, but I, I think I like that about him. I don't think remember he's when you were status. like or caping for him. Yeah, that was yeah. Those were those are good times. Remember but like, I don't feel like she's running for president because she wants to be president. She thinks she'd be I, good. I think she's running for president so she can either get a cabinet spot or run for Senate. And I just don't like that. I don't think you run for president unless you really believe in, you know, in what, in what you believe. And it's not just a PR stunt. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she is. And I just not paying enough attention, but that's the vibe I get. That's fair. I heavily disagree. Okay. That's fine. But anyways, coronavirus, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about how it relates to the movies because it's obviously, it seems like it's killing the blockbuster industry right now. 
it's doing it's it is really interesting what's happening so obviously since we last spoke no time to die uh the new james bond movies moved back for i think uh, let me do the calculations the 458th like I, time yeah so what i want to know is like why is is it because they know people are staying home or is it because i think it's a multitude of reasons keep people from coming in well it's because it's it's the first one okay it's a it's I mean, they're not doing this because, like, oh, we're really concerned. Like, I don't think anybody yeah, is. Yeah, they're just like, because, yeah, right. like, China, uh, pretty much it's every a, movie it's a waste theater of, in China is closed. It's a waste of resources and funds to put it out and try to make money when no one's going to come. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I don't think that when it's all, like, Black Widow is the next big, is it the next big movie? What's the uh, next big, um, big? I think it's got, it's probably Black Widow, right? What's, what are we in, March right now? Yeah. Uh i think so or Unless fast i don't know well let's just say it's black fast, fast furious april or is that may it's usually april but it, it might be later but anyways um so something like oh it's mulan mulan yeah yeah um, and that's coming out so which i wanted to get to because like china's got to be sense. a big market for that right? yeah that doesn't make any sense what because ha- the movie the reason the reason no. this movie is the way it is the reason it's pissing off so many diehard disney fans which by the way they can all suck a dick um seconded is, by the way it looks awesome oh my god yeah. i can't uh, wait <laughs> yeah it looks great um I'm not going to get to see it opening weekend because I'm not going to be here, but whatever. Uh, it's, it's, they made it that way to appeal to China. Exactly. And there's a, there's a good way to do that. And there's a Michael Bay way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's heavily based on the original source material, which is a Chinese ballad and it's, you know, it's playing to the less stereotypes and all that stuff. And it's really going for that audience. Not as much. Yeah. Um, so I, I would under, I would wonder, are they at least moving the release date there? Or is it coming out in in like three weeks worldwide? I mean, I saw I I was on Twitter a few minutes ago and I saw that like they were reporting live happening. from the premiere. Yeah, of, the premiere in LA is happening right now. And so that must like Bond canceled the premiere well like a month in advance because he knew it was. Well, happening. I guess they had a time, but oh, is this really only? Oh, that's the first. One. I was like, Mulan's a, is an hour and twenty eight minutes. Yikes! No, the but original no. one. Yes, wrong one. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, unless there's something that we're not, we don't know or, but March 27th released domestic. So maybe they're, maybe they already know like, oh, it's not coming out until, you know, April or May or whatever in China and things will be back to normal. But I don't know. I don't know why you'd risk that because that's legitimately has a chance to be a $2 billion movie if they play their yeah. cards right. And if it's well, good enough. I don't know too but i'd say it's gonna make a billion easily yeah well, yeah definitely it would have made a billion easily if it you know if it's got legs and it could squeeze to two or yeah. something like that especially being i mean if aladdin can make 1.1 whatever it made then why not um I lion king made 1.6 but then again it's lion king so what yeah, do and I know? it had bad reviews so whatever uh but no it, it it is interesting because it feels like i mean mulan hasn't moved yet black widow hasn't moved yet you know whatever else it's like out in May. disney is the outlier here and the ones that aren't really moving yeah it's far onward didn't move i guess makes sense i mean it's it's disney they you know they're a tree they don't you know right anybody so but there's you know i mean we're recording this on monday march 9th so who knows what life's gonna look like on the 16th you know i mean i'm certainly every day possibly my office closing every day there's another four thousand reported cases so yeah and you know who knows what's gonna happen but it, it does feel like that, there's a hypothetical situation. I think, and I, I can't remember if you agreed or not, but uh, where 
all these big movies get pushed to the second half of the year, and then all these tiny movies that really are only banking on um, the, the domestic box office move up, and then we just get these small movies in theaters for, you know, till July or whatever, and then it's just the last back half of the year is just crammed. And that's an interesting, interesting to see if that happens, or if stuff moves to early 2021. It's just, it's, we're in uncharted waters. Nobody really knows what's going to happen, and I like that. You know, obviously it's going to yeah. fuck a lot of people over, but there's nothing you can really do about that about it. So you can just kind of all you can do is just sit back and watch everything unfold. You know, it's like watching a car accident; you have no control over. It's like, oh well, what else am I going to do? And yeah, I mean, it, 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 the next domino is going to fall eventually. I think I I felt like Bond would probably be I thought that would be the first big domino and then everything would just come crashing after that but it seems like everyone else is it was, playing it, it straight was, it was funny how we, we I sent you that and you're they were considering it and you're like oh it's probably nothing and then the very next day it gets moved crazy was, crazy uh, it's I don't know again, I mean they can probably afford to and I think they would want to be yeah, you know well, something like, bond doesn't belong in bond, April bond is a smaller I mean bond costs what 50 60 million a movie to make or is that wait what to the budget for James for no time to die yeah it's probably around 200 million dollars are you serious yeah all the bonds Why? are that's absurd well first you first you're paying daniel craig secondly so? well he's making like 50 million for this one or something like that and that's... then they're globe trotting adventures so they're like shooting on location in italy and all that kind of stuff yeah <sighs> 200 million's about right we talked about i would how, love it if they like... if they scaled it down to 60 75 for the next ones that'd be awesome they're really cool. I mentioned a while ago one of the things that Hollywood needs to do is lower the budget on things. That's this is <laughs> this is why this is. Well, we don't know. I, don't, I mean, neither sir. of us know what exactly goes into a budget. I'm like, just saying uh, the first thing you said: Daniel Craig getting fifty million. Nobody deserves fifty million dollars in a movie. I don't care if you're friggin' uh, Daniel Day Lewis. You don't deserve fifty million in a movie. That's ridiculous. No, no, of course not. No, just like nobody deserves to make thirty million a year playing baseball or whatever. That's yeah, yeah. of course. But that's you know capitalism, baby. That's what it does. The more you're worth, the more you get paid. And the, yeah. the Bond movies are not successful as successful without Daniel Craig, and they want to milk all the as much as they can get out of it. Everything How much are they paying cap- salaries for Avengers? Jeez. Yep. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, the coronavirus is just sort of doing its thing. Um, couldn't have come at a worse time with the election and the primaries and all this kind of stuff and, you know, with who the person in office who's in office and, you know wearing a campaign hat to the cdc while people kiss his ass like it's just it's insane but um that's the movies uh moving on to something a little bit more fun and actually movie related is uh since we spoke the batman we've gotten a crucial update he's got a car not a batmobile a car what do you think of it chicks dig the car this is why superman works alone such a stupid movie. Um, looks Love cool. It. Looks like a car. Yeah. Was this what's <laughs> it, what's to tell you about the about the universe though? Like I mean, I said it last time. This is, I think this is going to be the most grounded take on Batman we've ever seen, mm-hmm. and this more just confirms that he's just a regular car, right? With a little bit. I mean, it has a little bit of a kind of kick to it, but yeah, looks cool. I don't think this is going to be my ideal Batman. Just the more I'm seeing of it. Um, which to be honest, I think I already got, I just got it in a movie that I don't necessarily love. 
but well i mean batman and robin has its faults okay but we're it's gonna not talk about that garbage shit show of a movie um yeah chill you left you left the opening there so i had to take it you're talking about bvs i'm assuming <sighs> yes yeah. um yeah uh ben affleck's batman, batman, batman that's my favorite batman um i think it's everything i want of batman but i love robert pattinson i think he's gonna be great uh the suit looks cool it, the, i like the, i like the ears we get to see him now um car looks cool like i said looks like a car i i mean this will be a cool movie i think yeah. it's, a, it's gonna be really good i'm more excited to see how the villains look than batman because mm. i mean yeah batman looks like batman so exactly it's you can't you know you're not there's only so much too you far can from the formula yeah. yeah like the gun thing was like oh my god that's the biggest that's probably the biggest fundamental change we've seen in the look probably since he's been a since his batman has been on screen Maybe since they went from like that cloth and the Adam West to the plastic suit in Batman 1989, but um, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, my thought is, when I first saw this is like I think one of the things that it's going to learn from uh, for the from the Nolan series is to kind of advance him as you go along, so to not give him the you know the perfect car, or the perfect suit, or whatever in the first movie, and just kind of let him graduate to certain things like. The Bat Pod is obviously an improvement over the Batmobile, IMO, from the Nolan movies. And his suit changes and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think they're probably yeah. going to do something similar here because he's still... I think this is pretty much confirmed that it's kind of Batman year two, almost. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, who knows what it'll look like in Matt Reeves' is The Batman Part 3. I don't know. But um, I'm really... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the, the villains, too. I think you're... I mean, Paul Dano especially. I still can't believe he's playing the Riddler. That's so fucking cool that's, to me. That's the most exciting thing, I think, about this time movie for me. Just because mm. that's a character I've always wanted to see. And I originally wanted Jude Law for the role because I think he'd be a perfect Riddler. But this is kind of almost yeah. in that same vein. Someone who's very kind of um, chameleon-esque. Um, right. So, well, I'm really excited. So. And naturally creepy in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Will he, how will he stack up to Jim Carrey, though? That remains to be seen. Not going to be hard to do, fun. since he sucked in that movie. Uh, can I, do you mind a mild Batman spoiler? Sure. Okay. About the movie? Yeah. That hasn't come out yet? Yeah. Okay. It's a real one, though. So, all right. So, spoiler for the Batman. It's not a life... It's not an earth-shattering plot spoiler. It's literally just a thing. So, you know, skip forward a minute or so. Uh, a do you remember the first picture that Reeves posted from the set where it was like the it was like the slate with the logo like sitting in a leather chair? Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but somebody got a picture of what looks like that same th- that scene where there is somebody sitting in the chair that same leather chair with bandages covering their face with like huh. with like blood on the inside. And the, th- the working theory is that's one of the that's that one of the band? victims. Oh, okay. Like, because uh, this is like a mystery, and the, think, the uh, thinking is it's like a serial killer kind of a thing. So interesting. Yeah. So it's going to be very much like an Arkham Asylum type. Oh, story. for sure. And speaking of Arkham yeah. Asylum, holy shit! The the Glasgow Sanitarium Hospital. No spoilers over, by the way. That they're apparently using as Arkham looks fucking sick. I said it last oh. week, but Glasgow is. Oh my god! It's got all the the touches that make me think of gotham city like this worn you know 18th century just you know acid rain stone like all this uh it, it looks awesome i'm 
I, I can't believe I once said that I don't I don't think we need another live action Batman anymore <laughs> because this looks so sick. But very exciting. The Batman <sighs> can not come soon enough. I feel like they're going to be pretty they're going to be uh putting some stuff out sooner rather than later. With like probably. a footage. I mean Comic-Con there'll probably be something. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So I wonder where they are in filming. They got to be you know, not done, but they got to be. No, they started in like a month ago. Yeah. So they got until like probably the end, middle end of the summer. Right. Then they'll be done. <laughs> When's this come out? Next, next June. Next June. Yeah. Okay. Which is a weird time. I don't know. I was really. I know it's like five months later, but I was really hoping for a November Batman movie because I just I want to I want to. You got to you got to think about release dates. I do. I just. I mean, Bond is kind of like. I guess it makes sense for November, but I've only seen the last two in the theater, so it's not a big of a deal for me. But, like, for some reason, Batman, I just, like, I like going to see a Batman movie when it's cold. Like, I want to be in my, like, jacket with, like, a nice little rain and go see Batman. You know, I don't know. It's a weird thing about me. Very weird. Very weird thing. I mean, Justice League, for it's the movie sucks, but, hey, it's a, it's a fall Batman movie. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, speaking of though, let's move on. Uh, you are a, a jerk and won't let us do dump on the DCEU with our top five worst DCU scenes. So in honor of Wonder Woman 1984, we're going to count down our top five favorite. In honor of a movie that does not come out for four months. Well, previewing it, just like, you know, okay. the thing we do sometimes. Okay. Top five Bond scenes coming up next. No, you would never, you haven't seen enough to be able to do I haven't, list. I've seen four of those movies. I might try to watch them all before, um, no time to die. Uh, you don't need. Uh, tell me. I'll tell you which ones to skip. There's. You probably only need to. Skip no, I'll, I don't want to skip them. The only one I'll skip is that fake one, the one that's like the unofficial one, whatever that one is. I don't yeah. know. Never say never again or something like that. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. say we didn't warn you because some of them are a slog to get through. I've sat through Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I'm fine. Yeah, but do they have like 15 minute underwater sequences that move slower than shit? Yeah, underwater's cool. It's Aqu- Aquaman's fun. It's tor- no, it's torturous. It's literally just people like in scuba suits just swimming around for what feels like forty five minutes. It's awful. But anyways, awful. Yeah. yeah. And then the Brosnan ones are kind of diminishing returns. But whatever. Uh, honorable mentions. Um, I'll go first with this. Uh, and as always, uh, how we do it is uh, let us know if something is coming later in the list, and we'll punt it a little bit, Roka style. Uh, honorable mentions for me is the actual Batman versus Superman fight. Kind of a letdown. It sort of just happens. It's fine. I, I don't know. I people complain about like, oh, then why, well. Then why is it an honorable mention? If it's just fine. Because eh, it was parts of it were cool, I guess. And you know when he swung Superman around, and I don't. It's honorable mentions, and I didn't really have many, so I just kind of put, took scenes I mildly enjoyed and put them in honorable mentions. But um, a lot of people said like, oh. If, this fight would have been so much better if the the reason they were fighting was good. It's like, no, because this ex- if it was this exact fight, it would not be good because the re- this is not the, a very good the, fight. The fight would have been better if A, it was better, a little back executed, and also there were movies leading up to that fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, I there weren't any movies leading up to The Dark Knight Returns. That was a yeah, cool, there, was there a good was, fight. There was history in the, in the, in the history of that story because yeah. the Elseworlds story, we just didn't see it. Like, and you have to establish as a history. 
Well, when does this does this technically count as an Elseworlds? Because Batman exists before. Yeah, it is, and that's why it doesn't work. But that's a whole other discussion. I thought it was fine. I, I liked the, the the Batman suit, and you know, it was whatever. Uh, next, I'll mention is Martha. Uh, pained me to leave it off the list, but uh, there were just actually there there were legitimately five other scenes. I was like, I enjoyed that and appreciated that more than. Uh, more than hashtag Martha, but I still think that scene works, and I know it's going to be on your list, so I won't talk about it too much. Uh, uh, why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? There are I don't people know. That say say we will. I just say we will, but it's kind of impressive for them to pull that out after all these years. Nobody, not one person in the world, and that's of course kidding. Somebody did. Nobody realized that Martha Kent and Martha Wayne like shared a name not one person i sure didn't i've loved batman forever and i've been a fan of superman forever and i can imagine that you were the same way and yeah i don't know it's kind of clever to see something that's so obvious and at least give it a give an attempt to make it poetic <laughs> i mean granted zaddy and terrio doing that is you know not exactly the dream team of poetry but hey they gave no. it a shot why not i think they stuck i think they stuck the landing as <laughs> you know, i'll say this they they pulled off the Martha scene as well as they could. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing that bothers me about it, is whenever you get one of those, the you-know-whats, the, the Snyder you-know-whats, they, um... I actually don't. See, the Snyderisms? Oh, no, the release his, of Snyder cuts. His, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His, his fucking religious zealots. Hashtag uh, release of Snyder cult. Anytime you, you'll... Anytime they hear a criticism of this, like, they say, you just didn't understand it. And if you respond, I understood it. I just don't like it. Then, then but no. But you didn't understand it. Then you just then you hate cinema or whatever. I, I love I love their ideas of cinema. <laughs> I just want to die. Mush brains, it's so funny. I, I I I still check in with the release of Snyder Cut guys. I, I was saying I sent you guys some of their poems a few weeks ago. They were terrible. But God, are they entertaining? They wrote poems. Oh my God! I'll, I'll pull some up. I they're... must have missed this because I didn't. Okay, so they're basically, and yeah, we're stopping down to do this because these are my favorite things in the world. So they're doing like an art competition or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that I actually think is cool because it's raising money for charity. Yeah, that's fine. But the the poems are just so cringe, and they're but they're and they try to they're trying to be so deep, but they're people who like Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio, so they're just by default not good. And it's just, uh, it's great. Here, let me, uh, I'm <laughs> scrolling past a picture of a mustache Superman, so that's a good time. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. There we go. I don't know who wrote this, so credit, I guess, to you. There was a time above, a time before. Uh, there were perfect things, diamond absolutes, but things fall, things on earth. And what falls has fallen. <laughs> we find ourselves in times below, in times after where everything is sinister and lost its glow. The purity of a piece of grain, wholesomeness for the masses, lost, now lost in vain. Buried, in, uh, buried six feet under the earth. What falls has fallen, that is true. But turn the picture and sense starts to fall in. Demons descend from the sky, and he has yet to rise. Death won't stop him, and I won't stop you. <coughs> this, one's, this one's also equally bad, and I'll burn through it. It's called A Death. And this is, believe it or not, by somebody who... This is their first poem. The people lost their inspiration. Hope was never truly gone. The story was uncertain. The people were forlorn. Nice. Despair had taken over. Meaning seemed to leave. Support was always out there. They needed time to grieve. (laughs) 
A dark few had corrupted a world we knew before. Small groups stood united, but there was room for more. I actually kind of like that one, even though it's a ripoff from the movie, but I just, that room for more thing is actually low-key good. Uh, one of Joss Whedon's few good additions to that script. Uh, the few bonded together. They find others like them, too. A modest group with passion. Their intentions good and true. Their passion unrelenting. They never compromise. They have faith in their hero. He begins to rise. Uh, united, they are strong for any evil force. They rise up against the unjust. They make sure they last the course. They defeat their vicious system. A champion once more. Justice has been served with a belief in two, one, four. <laughs> Which is the runtime of hashtag the Snyder Cut. The respect we have for Deborah, the love we have for Zach, the Snyders made this happen. We always had their back. Again, we had real meaning, no need to for quick fixes or tropes. The good guys won eventually because we never gave up hope. <sighs> That's so, so good for me. And that was a finalist. So that made the cut. Can you imagine what didn't make the cut? I can only in my dreams. I don't mean to like rag on these people, but they're just, they, they're so goofy and it's just so silly and they're wasting their lives on a stupid comic book movie. I'm like, Oh God, at least they're, I mean, good for them for raising money. But like when 50% of your proceeds go to suicide prevention, the other 50% go to filling out your little fantasy about a three and a half hour crappy superhero movie. Then like you're still kind of an asshole. Cause that doesn't matter. Suicide prevention matters. Your movie does not matter. <laughs> but anyways, I'm sure this won't be the last time we bash them. Um, it's like, because I want to see the movie. Like I do, sure. But at, what, but at what point do you, yeah. does that become, I want to see the movie too. If I don't see this movie, my life has no meaning. Yeah, like I want to see it, but it's like, and so I've seen this too. It's like, there are people out there that kind of like crap on them, like publicly on Twitter and whatever. And then like, well, you know, and they say like, why you care so much? It's just a movie. And they say, why, well, why you care? Why don't you just stop talking about us? I'm like, cause you're harassing them. <laughs> cause you're, you don't shut up. And every time, have you gone to like, look at like Warner brothers movie tweets? I was like, doing that last night. Yeah. <laughs> every single time. Like way every, back. They could be, they could every, be, po- they could post about like, Hey, we've got pizza for lunch. And people are like, you know who likes pizza? Zack Snyder. It's like, oh, chill out. It's like, like, chill, dude. It's cool. Just a movie. I mean, it's going to come out eventually in one form or another. Just make it a comic book. Make it a, hire some artist, like, make it a comic book, donate the proceeds. Everybody wins. Who for cares? The, record, the movie, I think it's going to come out. Eventually, sure. Why not? In the next year or so. I mean, you, so I think he's like. In the next, he, eh, not in the next he, year. I mean, he, I think so. I, I mean, you look, I don't know how much you keep up with but what does he, he But whatever. does he own the movie? He doesn't own the rights he, to the movie. He has a, he doesn't have the rights to post it. If he, he, I mean, if I personally think he should just put it on, save it as an MP4, throw it up on Vero one day. Someone will get a copy of it before it gets taken down. Whoopsies. In and like, I, or just think, like a back channel, like, Hey, you give yeah. this to Steve and Steve gives this to Kyle. <laughs> Kyle gives it to his cousin, Bob with no relation, then Bob puts the, it up. Is this sure. the same Kyle that walks around New York with a headset on with a Bluetooth headset? Yeah, that's Kyle. Fucking okay. Kyle. And I knew I first thought of him because, like, of course, Kyle would be into that kind of shit. But whatever. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. We we're fine with it, but it's not gonna. If I if I'm on my deathbed, I'm not gonna be like, wow. Well, 
at this point kind I'm of saying, this was all for not like I, I did win a nobel prize and i became the president but like i didn't get to see the snyder i, I just want to see it because i want to see one more movie with the ben affleck batman that i like and not the shitty justice league one that i don't so. don't you mean justice league oh my god was, that one's kind of perfect though i gotta give him that like, i don't even like joss whedon mostly and that name just annoys me just shut up <laughs> shut up oh my god some people just shouldn't be allowed to have Twitter, and he's one of them. But, hey, man. Anyways, uh, Man of Steel First Contact is my other honorable mention, or another honorable mention. Um, specifically talking about the, sh- the scene where Zod transmits his message to Earth. I thought that was pretty cool. I like the idea of Man of Steel, even though it gets lost along the way. But I like the idea of doing it, of doing Superman as like a first contact story, because yeah, sci-fi is awesome, and, you know doing sci-fi with superman's cool it becomes a beat yeah. up towards the end but what are you gonna do uh that scene is pretty cool yeah. uh the bvs opening scene i thought it was, was uh, another we'll talk about that later okay cool uh and then the actually the man of steel opening see that's that's one of the thing i like about snyder is i guess he knows how to open a movie yeah he does the one in justice league was bad but i think he probably had a different one in mind because uh, well yeah it was because cavill had the weird that was the scene with the, the phone. Cell phone. Oh, that's not I, not he didn't make that. Yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. So I, I genuinely curious to see what he had in mind for the opening of Justice League because if yeah. it was good, he's three for three. Because I think it was I think it was a, a like an apocalypse, dark side history lesson kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't like those as much. Long ago, like I hate those kind of openings. Those yeah, it would have been, been like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But speaking of Lord of the Rings, though, the Man of Steel opening, not yeah. exactly Lord of the Rings, but Great. fantasy inspired. Awesome. Showed Krypton in a different way. Didn't make complete logical sense, but it was a cool, like, I like a little, I like a little preamble. I like a a scene not really directly attached to the main character uh, that just sets it up and allows you to just experience something. Like the the Bond movies, they do this really well, and, you know. What you said about it not making sense, there's one scene, there's a moment in the whole, but I, I think the whole Krypton stuff's cool. But it goes back to just some of my problems with Man of Steel. It's like some of the dialogue and stuff is ridiculous. Um, but there's a moment where Jor-El, he, you know, he comes over to the council and is like, he's like telling him we have to evacuate and all this stuff. Uh, and we have to get get everyone off the planet. And then the one member, he's like, are you seriously suggesting that we evacuate the entire planet? And then he's like, no, everyone's already dead. I'm like, what? This, what then why are you there? <laughs> what are you doing there then? I watched it a couple weeks ago. I'm like, wait. <laughs> what? that's that's classic. goyer that's goyer for you. oh yeah my man goyer but i don't know it was i mean none, it's kind of the, the some of the stuff in it is just ridiculous like their their outfits are just stupid the, the yeah. consoles or whatever i love it it's but it's something different it's something wacky. new yeah they're not in like a, a you know a crystal castle with like these yeah. tinfoil suits or whatever it's something different something interesting snyder went out of his comfort zone and tried something new and you know, yeah. I, I give him credit for trying because, you know, he he fails spectacularly. And that's kind of what I like about him. And, you know, that's that one wasn't even a failure, though. So uh, your honorable mentions then. So I got a few. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I wanted to count this one, but it's like it's not even a scene. It's just a moment. It's an Aquaman. Yeah, I have some moments, too. That's fine. All right. It's from it's, it's not even, was it it's the scene the where they, that explosion interrupted them? Because that's my one through five. There's only five of those. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the scene where he comes out of the water with a suit on the, the kind of comic book classic suit. It's really oh, cool. Like with the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. 
it's just really it's really more of a shot than a suit than a moment but it's just it's really cool it's really the only moment from that movie i like actually like legitimately love mm-hmm. uh, everything else is just kind of like this is cool i'm drunk so i don't really remember what's going on but it's fun uh <laughs> i tell you drunk watch blade runner 2049 the other night god that first, was the, the first hour would, of it at least see, i don't get the watching good movies while drunk i didn't mean to i was i wanted to unless it's like a fun like a, a silly fun good movie i wasn't if i if i don't know if somebody had stopped me i wouldn't watch it but like i was planning on watching it and i was just like i'm watching blade runner and i did it was like a tuesday it's like, like i would just get tired. i fell i mean i fell asleep for the last half yeah, of it yeah because it's like a three hour long movie um okay another moment uh it's from birds of prey it's the fight at the end of the movie with them all with like the really good choreography and yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all awesome. And then at least to them going down that tunnel with that awesome shot of it going right over Huntress and she's kicking the guy. It just, it, that whole sequence is great. Um, I think other, birds of prey made mine. I, I wanted to do the face cutting scene, but I don't yeah. think it was that substantive. Um, another one from birds of prey is the entire chase scene at the beginning where Harley is trying to save a sandwich. Mm, yeah, that was funny fantastic and one of the funniest things i've ever seen it's really relatable too uh also i really want to make that sandwich because it looks good uh, uh okay then one from wonder woman is the whole battle on themiscara at the beginning on the beach yeah uh, it's really really good um and one from wonder woman that i'm probably the only person on this planet that actually likes this scene is diana versus Ares at the end Mm. Uh, i actually love the whole battle at the end i think third act is great and the whole sacrifice with steve hits me hard so <sighs> What are they gonna? Oh God, they should. I'm. I'm a, I have an he open mind for bringing him back. I just. I can't see how it doesn't come off as I fucking stupid. I don't think he's really back. So, yeah, but uh, I think it's whatever. Something. Um. Or maybe it's his grandson or something. I don't know. No, because uh, he's like, what is this a trash can? Yeah, like, I don't yeah. Know. It's, yeah, it's him well, in some fashion. I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be fine. I hope it's clever, but I'm not. I'm my expectations are low. Um, Oopsie! Right, and I got I got three here from Batman vs Superman. First one is the whole opening scene with Batman in the jail, where he's kind of hidden up in the shadows. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's cool. That is very Batman Dark Knight Returnsy. Uh, the rooftop scene with Lex and Superman. It's one of the only good scenes with Lex, and he has good dialogue, and his delivery is good, and he's actually intimidating, and it's really really good. Justice for Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. <sighs> um, and then. Weirdly enough, the whole battle with the Trinity versus Doomsday at the end of the movie—I don't know why. And maybe it's just because I've waited my entire life to see these three characters on screen together. But it's fun to watch. It entertains me, and every time I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching these three on a screen because I never thought I'd see that when I was little. Right. So it's really cool to see that, even though Doomsday looks like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> um, and it's it's fun. It's epic when Wonder Woman shows up in the theme. <laughs> Yeah, that fire. It, it's a completely unearned ending fight, but it's really, really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only ones I have left are from Shazam. Uh, the scene where they're testing out his powers. Oh yeah, hold off on that. Right. Oh wait, no. Oh, I didn't include that. Shit. Okay, I like that scene too. I don't yeah, mention it's for really, me. really, really fun. Scene. Zach Levi is that movie is Great. not worth watching if not for Zach Levi. I know you like it a lot, and that's I fine. Like I just thought I just, it was kind of boring, but he's so it, great. It just bumped up to my number two DCU movie. Just, wow. I love that movie so much. It's, Should um, he have been Superman? No, I think he's better as Shazam. Hmm. Um, Superman should have been in the movie, though. But whatever. He was. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Part of it. Uh, <laughs> From the neck down, he was. Couldn't have just paid him. Couldn't have just paid him, Warner Brothers. You couldn't just pay him for a day. 
Listen, they were already they were already about eight hundred million dollars deep on the Snyderverse. So you could have given him. <laughs> I could have given, given him a breakfast burrito and a hundred dollars, and he would have done it. <laughs> okay. The, uh, anger, the other the rage turns good men uh, cruel. The other scene they treat him like shit. The other scene from Shazam is uh, when he's stopping the robbery at the store. And he's like, we'd like to f- buy your beer. <laughs> they yeah, just yeah. don't know how to be adults. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I laughed so hard that whole scene. And then they shoot him. He's like, don't. He's like, shoot him in the, you can shoot him in the face. He has bullet immunity everywhere. He's like, wait, yes. what? And they shoot him in the face. <laughs> yeah. um, Jack um, Dylan Grazer is also MVP yeah, material. He's, he's one of the best parts of the movie, yeah. The and then best. the other one other scene I love in that movie is uh, when he meets his mom. Yeah, real mm-hmm. mom. That's a great scene. Uh, it's really, really kind of heart crushing, and it kind of tur- takes the movie to a really heightened level of emotion. So it definitely, it definitely uh, zagged instead of zigged, and I, I, I respect it for that. To yeah. for for a family kids superhero movie to come down to, oh, I just didn't want you. Like I gave you up. I'm, I'm not about that. Like that's yeah. cool. You're fine. I just don't care. I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Clever. You know, that fed into the whole orphans thing and making your own family, yada, yada, yada. But, hey, credit where credit's due. That worked. Something, yeah. a, a decision I like a lot more in hindsight. Um, are you done? Yep, that's it. Cool. Um, I, might not, I, might, I might as well just not mention my five because it's going to be probably your number one, but No Man's Land. That's in my, yep. Yeah, number, you're number five. Uh, my number five is the warehouse fight in Batman or Superman. Yeah, yeah, same. Let's, right. uh, let's talk about that. All right. <laughs> For uh, right. killing Zod, I mean, mine is. I mean, I have Superman versus Zod in mind. Same thing. Okay, then yeah. So that's your number four. Yeah, that's my number four. Oh, cool. Um, again, I mean, I, 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 it's like the fourth time I said this, but it's a choice. It's a drastic yeah. choice. It's an off kilter choice. It gives me something to think about, other than um, you know that to ruminate coming out, and I think. You know, not just comic book movies. Movies are at their are at their best for me, at least, when I get a you know some sort of question at the end, and I I, I think about the decision the person made. Like you know, in The Irishman, one of the things I think about in that last thirty forty five minutes is like, was it really worth killing Jimmy? Did he make the right choice? Da 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 da. And this is obviously a watered down version of that, but it's still it is interesting. And I think Cavill acts his butt off in that scene. Yep, I really felt his pain and even though he didn't he hates zod like zod's his enemy he still is you know ruining he's cutting the he's cutting the last thread that he has to his home and you know i I get why people don't like it sure but you know this is at the end of the day a superman origin story and they didn't establish that he you know you have to establish that certain things about him you can't sometimes you can't just have them baked in already and you know, I thought it was just—I thought it was interesting—and le- left the movie on a really surprising note. So I got to give it credit. Why'd you like it? Um, pretty much all the reasons you said, but I mean, I extend mine to the whole battle. Like, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think the whole—I think the whole ending, like Metropolis, like destruction stuff—that's that gets a little tedious. But once it gets down to just the narrow, narrow down to Zod and Superman, yeah. Um, it's really great. It's really powerful stuff. Um, it's a really well choreographed fight in actually some moments. Like there's a moment where um he throws a truck at Superman, which goes to the destruction porn thing, but mm-hmm. uh, he throws a truck at him and he kind of just glides, hovers over it. It's really cool. You get to see Superman use his powers that way. 
Um, and, and like, it's, it's just cool to see Superman using his powers, like fighting someone. Cause I've never, I mean, we yeah, how, how long did people say, Oh, now. well all these Superman movies never actually fight somebody. And then yeah, as like, soon as he starts fighting people, time, they're like, Oh my God, he's a murderer. Yeah. The last time we got that was in like Superman four. And back then it's like, I mean, I love those first two movies, but I'll tell you right into those, some of those effects don't hold up as well as they could today. Yeah, you know, the they 70s, don't look as cool. Of um, but so seeing it and then Superman returns, you know, he fights a plane. So, and he, so seeing him actually like fight someone with the you old know, modern day technology is really cool. It's really awesome. Yeah. And Zod is a great villain. I mean, yeah, so, there, there was really no way to, for, you know, the yeah. Snyder to win that either. He doesn't fight anybody uh, and he, everybody yells at him or he fights somebody too much and everybody yells at him. And if he fights somebody just the right amount, they're like, it's not a true fight. He would do yeah. so much more like, uh, okay. Yeah. So, Whatever. and then it gets to that, that moment and the, and the, him killing Zod is like, it's more of a choice that I respect than that. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad somebody was making it, one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's a create, it's definitely a creative choice. It's a ballsy choice. Um, for me as a Superman fan, it does, I think it does go against it in some ways, but I think, I don't think it breaks it as much as some people make it out to be. Right. Um, I think there are, and have been scenarios where he has killed before. Um, and maybe, kill again. maybe not, this is not necessarily one that, some would say should fall into that category. Yeah. That's up to debate. But I think, I think the, it really comes down to Superman is character that he, he is defined by, you know, when people say, what was he supposed to do? You know, he had no other option. And it's like the whole argument is that that's kind of the point of Superman is that he always finds the other way. Right. Um, so whether that be, but people say, well, he could fly up. And then yeah, Zod's Kryptonian too. Do you not realize yeah, that? Yeah. It's like, so it's like, <laughs> if he doesn't want to move his neck, he's not going to move his neck. Phantom zone is destroyed. Krypton yeah. is gone. Yeah. There's nowhere to put him. So your options are take and no, him up and you can't and fly around him. with him until the end of time. Yeah. Or kill him. Hurl him so, into the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, only so much you can do. So I understand. They get, then the other side of that argument was, well, they didn't have to write him into that corner. They could have given him an alternate option so he wouldn't have to kill, which I think goes against what they were trying to do. They were trying to find a scenario in which put Superman in a really difficult yeah. situation. And they were just trying to define him because, you know, it yeah. is at the end of the day a reboot. And you do, yeah. like I said, you have to you have and to establish some kind of boundaries that the character has to live in through the subsequent movies, which, you know. I think, I think, I think if this was something that happened in Superman movie number three, after he'd already been established as someone who always right. finds that way, and then he w- isn't able to find that way, I think people would have accepted it more. But I think because yeah, time definitely start, would have done this entire series good. I think if you would like really, I mean, it's I mean, in similar situation, it's like you look at what they did with Captain America. Nowhere near as extreme, yeah, right. but like you look at those first three or four Captain America movies or three movies, and then you get to Infinity War and. He is on the run. He no longer listens to the government. He's no longer, you know, Mr. America. He's, I'm going to, you're going to do things my way or I'm going to punch you in the face. So. And actually for this, for that whole entire killing thing, I think, you know, the Nolan influence of it all is pretty apparent because in, you know, the whole bit in Batman begins is that he won't kill. And he's like with Ra's al Ghul and he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. So it's like, and then the very next movie is Joker. And that's pretty much the theme of the movie is escalation and what he's willing to do to achieve his goal. Whereas Superman, 
the, with Man of Steel, they kind of get it, they get that moral choice out of the way at you know to start it off with yeah. Killing Zod, which, and then with yeah. the expectation that the fallout of that is going to be the next movies, which it kind of was, but then later obviously went. But I think everyone's loving or hating of that scene. It kind of just comes down to where do you, what is it that you expect of your heroes going into a movie, and also what is your knowledge and like line of superman i try to just take whatever hero they give me you know i I mean comics every batman's done everything he can do superman's done everything he can do in the comics it's all about what's what's the superman you're giving me and how do you deal with that and you know i I get why people are like oh superman doesn't do this and that because he's you know he's superman that's fine but you know it's still and i mean you're you're writing a character yeah on the other side it's like when people say well i didn't like superman until that well then my argument You're a is that, fucking well, psycho. <laughs> well, thing is that is that well then I guess you just aren't a Superman fan. Yeah, and it's like, and that's fine. You don't have to be a Superman fan. Like there's a million people that don't like Superman. I don't care. But it's like uh, that's something that's just something that's rubbed me the wrong way about it, which is why I always go back and forth on it. It's like, well, this is the version that made people. Some people like Superman. I'm like, well, that is bad to me because that's not a proper representation of what Superman has always been. Mm-hmm. But that's what they like. So, you know, and it's like, do you cater to the newer fans that are more interested in this version or do you stay true to what people have known for 75 years? So, I don't know. Staying true to it is not letting the story evolve and, you know. Well, it's not. I mean, you can let it evolve without changing the core essentials of what it's always been. Yeah, but with Superman, there's a lot less to play with. I think we can both agree with that. I think a way to do that would be to have him be established as what we know and then build into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and, and they were kind of, it seems like they were kind of trying to do that, but backwards. Yeah. Yeah. With, with starting it, like, yeah, like, like they were said, starting, starting off with hopelessness and bleakness and dark yeah. and kind of go into this more hopeful, optimistic world. But which I, is also, I, if you want to look at it this way, that's kind of sort of the opposite of how normal people are. Like most people, yeah. when they're kids, they start off as these really optimistic, yeah. Oh, gung ho thing. And he's sort of always been, you know, confused, angry, yeah. spiteful, but he's, you know, and again, I, I, if we had five movies to work with, with Henry Cavill Superman, as opposed to yeah. one and a half, kind of, then yeah. maybe it would be better off. But, you know, I mean, it, dumping on Man of Steel is fine, but it's also, you're kind of yeah. like, you're you're picking up a third of a book and then, you know, an unfinished book and saying, oh, this book sucks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, they didn't get to finish it. What, you know, what are you going to do? So, yeah. So. The fact that people can still talk about the movie seven years later, though, is a sign to me that yeah, it's, cool. it was, it, it's they cool. made the right call and that, you know, you can't talk about this with Thor the Dark World. Sorry. You just can't. Maybe Captain America, Civil War kind of a thing, but, you know, I guess maybe because they finished their story. That's why we don't talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. Good scene. Gives gives you a lot to think about. Uh, well executed, all that good stuff. Uh, I think we're on my three, right? Where did we leave off? Four. Yeah, yeah, because it's both our four. Yeah. Uh, my th- my three is a lot like your five or whatever you had for Aquaman. It not really a scene. It's more of just a little moment. It's one of the few good things, I guess, that uh, the Joster brought to Justice League. Um, three words, save one person. I love that. That is to me is what, what, 
scene is that? It is, I think, when they're in the... I just watched this and I have no idea what you're talking about. It's bat. It's with Batman and Flash. They're... Oh, I know. Yeah, okay. I yeah. can't remember. That's a, good they, that's a good... I like that line. It's a good moment. Are they in the water? Like the, the water? No, they're in center? the tunnel. They're, they're in the, the tunnel. Water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're down. They're, they're down under the um the sewer. Yeah, whether that's kind of an earned Batman because his arc going from like this pissed off guy who's just slaughtering people in BVS to save one person is kind well, of. Yeah, I, think, I think. I mean that that's an arc that I think actually did work because you saw that at the end of Batman vs Superman. He's you could see. I mean, at least they tried to. That just that would have worked so much better if it was a Superman line. Yeah. Well, and that you know and. Granted, it's kind of you're I think kind of simplifying them to have Superman's going to be the happy, nice guy, and Batman's the dark, brooding dude. But yeah. that that scene, because Superman is, they build him up as this ideal and everything, and that's kind of something he would say. It's like Flash is all Except nervous. They never have like, him say things you, like that in the movies he's mm-hmm, in. I know. He just walks up to Flash, he t- grabs him on the shoulder, says, "Just save one person, see how it feels." And then yeah. Flash does it, and you can see, you know, the feeling that you get when you help somebody, and that's you know what a hero is. I think is yeah. And not even doing it for the feeling, just doing it for, I guess, maybe doing it for the feeling. I don't know. But uh, weird moment. I, it could have been a lot better if it was used in a different way, in a different spot. But that's yeah. one of the moments where I was like, oh, okay, I get why Joss Whedon is, uh, people come to come to him all the time. Cause this, I'm curious if that's a, a Joss Whedon or a Zack Snyder thing. Oh, that's totally Whedon. Yeah. I don't that's, know. The, that's a reshoot. And I mean, he, and the way he did, I see it, anytime, because anytime you can see Ben Affleck's face puffing out of his, <laughs> of his ass, I associate that with Joss Whedon. And anytime yeah. it like looks like he was working out, then it's there. But. Yeah, I, I just maybe maybe it's not a, maybe it is a Terrio thing, but that's that reminds me of a lot of scenes in uh, the first two Avengers movies. So I just kind of it just feels more Whedon-y. and yeah. I just really like that. I just love that sentiment, and that was one of the few Do times you I really. That, like, Justice League is basically just a very shitty remake of the Avengers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just it's just a copy paste. Of course, that's why they that's why they hired him. <laughs> oh man, he was given seven months to do that that entire movie. And how many million dollars? Good Too lord, Too much. Just they should have just let it let it come out. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> he spent five hundred million dollars on this fucking movie. Oh my god. Uh, but I just I love that scene. I love that moment. That to me gets to the heart of you know superheroes just in general and you know yeah. good it was a rare good moment in a movie that overall is abysmal so your three my three is something you mentioned earlier it's the opening scene of batman vs superman oh nice um i love it the whole from the battle of metropolis from the point of view of bruce wayne yeah it i mean it just that's how you open a movie yeah. that is how you open a movie right there um I mean, Especially I'll, I mean, one of the rare, it's also one of the rare things in Batman v Superman that actually reacts well yeah. to Man of Steel. Like there's, um, the scene it, that, does, it doesn't feel like an answer. It feels like a continuation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas my favorite, <laughs> my, my absolute, and I love BVS, but this scene is this line of dialogue is the stupidest thing in the entire world is when Doomsdays comes and they're like, uh, and you just hear news footage or something like that. Someone's like, well, it's, uh, it's past, uh, you know, which has been evacuated. Yeah. It's there. Exactly. It's past working hours. So the place is deserted. I was like, is Metropolis like a ghost town? Like I live, I live in midtown Manhattan and like, 
Uh, yeah, when when it's closed, not as many people here, but it's still Midtown Manhattan. <laughs> they said it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> to a deserted island. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. But this was a good, yeah, like you said, yeah. continuation, not this so is, much a reaction. This is, honestly, this is one of the best opening scenes to any like big blockbuster movie I've seen in a long time. It's re I mean, I mean, this is what leads to my disappointment in the movie. I mean, I still, my feelings on the movie are all over the place. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I'm whatever. It just, it's a weird thing, yeah. but this is why I'm so disappointed because the movie starts off so strong. Yeah. It starts, it kicks off in almost as perfect of a way as you could for a movie like this. Um, and then it devolves into what it becomes, but I think you mean evolves, sequence, but okay. Okay, sure. Um, it's open wide. I'm gonna stick that Jolly Rancher right in your uvula. Fuck off. The um, just it establishes the character of Bruce Wayne so well. So mm-hmm. but like the the just with visual image, just with yeah. visual. I was gonna bring that up. You see, there's a the once the kind of cloud of dust set, kind of falls after the building collapses, which looks like nine eleven. Um, yeah. and you see Bruce Wayne just charging into it, no hesitation within two seconds. You're like, I know exactly who this is. I know exactly what kind of person he is. Exactly. And I am already curious to know way more about him. So it's like, you've already hooked me into this character. You've already told me so much about him without giving me almost any dialogue. I mean, so people, just, people talk a lot about, we, we talk about a lot, a lot about Snyder's like, Oh, he's more of a visual yeah. director and he struggles with stories. This it's is like, where his visual storytelling is good. Exactly. He's a good, he's not so much a good visual director. Most of his movies kind of look like ass, but he's a really good visual no, storyteller. I, I think he's good. I think he's a good visual director. I think his movies look, most of them look incredible. I mean, Watchmen, I think is the best. Yeah. Some of them are just kind of like gray and murky and silver, and it's like, eh, I don't know. But, yeah, but I but think... But the way he can tell a story just through visuals is good. Less the color, more... I think the way he composes his shots is unlike any other filmmaker. He just... Shout out to but, Larry Fong, by the way, his DOP for yeah, BBS. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just this whole opening, especially that moment in particular, just always really it sticks with me. And you really um, could have done it even but, without any dialogue, and it would it would yeah. hit the same. Yeah, but not that there's um, a lot of dialogue. But the only moment I don't really like in it is where he's he's trying to save this one. Like, who's Jack? This guy he's trying to save. I'm like, is this like his? his yeah, uncle? The, is, no, it's like a Wayne guy. I don't know. Just like his favorite employee or something. It's like, get know. out of the building. It's um, like, oh, okay. But yeah, but another moment I love about it is at the end when he's kind of accompanying the, the wheelchair dude or the cripple guy. He's like, we tr- he, he kind of shows his humanity there. Like, right. what your uh, Wallace? They call you Wally. You know, we're gonna get you out of here. Like all that stuff. Um, so, and then he saves the little girl at the end. Just, the whole opening is so good, mm-hmm. and you can see in that moment, without any dialogue, yeah. when the music kicks in, which also bam, I, I, bam, I grew bam, up to bam, bam. Zimmer's or I guess Junkie XLs batman theme um I, it's less because i think it's great and more because i think it fits this batman perfectly yeah. but i think the way it's all comes together in that one shot where you see him look up at the sky you see superman and zod crashing through buildings and it cuts back to him and you just see all this rage go into his head and you're like you can just feel it you go okay something just snapped inside this guy and, and also it's, it's all changed it's it all different now it also really yep. works because the, the the next time we see batman he's I think it's pretty safe to say he's bored at this point. Like he's yeah. kind of he's fought his battles. He's old, you know. Yeah. Exploding yeah, and, penguins, and, and, like Joker killed, like uh, all the uh, killed Robin, like all this stuff. He's just kind of tired, and this sort so of it, wakes something up in him. Yeah, and it also it really, and that's what I like about it is that it establishes. Which this is why I think some people don't like the whole 
he kills. He's un- he's more of an unhinged Batman that doesn't. He's no longer has any rules um, because it doesn't really clearly establish that. Exactly. the The problem with uh, me, the problem I've always had with that is they don't address it, and I feel like that's they, something you have to address. Yeah. That maybe they, they address the, it in kind of a past tense way, where they go and there's one scene with him and Alfred where he's like, "We're criminals" or something. Like they, he says something that we're no he's, we're no longer. Something I don't know. He says something along like one lines. misses the days where your biggest problem yeah. is exploding penguins. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, actually, I think that's from Justice League. I mean, like, why didn't Superman say it's like, oh, you're you're coming down on me? Like, look at all these people you yeah. just blew up and ripped to shreds. Like that was that's the conflict I think, and they just sort of sashayed around it to do whatever the conflict was supposed to be here. Where yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, just as someone like, do I wish they would have been a little less? I don't even know if they were trying to be subtle about it. I think maybe they just didn't address it. But I, if they had at least addressed it in a more direct way, I mean, I personally just don't care that they didn't because I know what they were going for. Right. So I don't know why it's such a big deal to some people, but because I know what they were going for, it works for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it, it just, it plays into that opening scene. The whole opening scene is just, it's so good. It's so well done visually. And it just, it's, I think it's some of his best directing probably ever. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And Ben Affleck's performance in it—I mean, his performance in the whole movie is incredible. But I think the his kind of facial performance in that whole scene is great. It's just a well-conceived idea, too. Yeah. It's not something I've ever seen before. For sure, I remember when I first saw the trailer. Which, by the way, one of the best trailers ever. Yeah. And when I first saw the trailer, and I, you, it opens with that. I'm like, this is the Batman I've been waiting for, and they carried over into the movie, and now we have not that anymore. I'm sad, but it's okay. Bummer. I just had something in I had something interesting to ask, but now I forgot it. That's a, that sucks. Oh well. Um Yeah, so what was that? Your number three, three. Right? Yeah, okay. Alright, my number two. <laughs> um so we were talking about Zack Snyder as a visual storyteller, right? This uh-huh. isn't so much of a scene as it is like a montage, I guess, but the BV- oh, for Christ's sake. I know, I know. The BVS montage. Get the fuck out of here. I know, I know, I know. It's like right after he, uh, right after he's at the party and he like bails because there's Where a fire. Where he looks miserable the entire time? Jesus. Just. I just, okay. The whole bit about this man. Uh, man it's such steel. a burden having all these powers <laughs> and having to save people. Ugh. I think you're looking too Life much into is so hard. I think uh, you're looking uh, too much into his facial expressions. But uh, I, the bit he about looks, he's about to cry because people are touching. Like I don't think he's about to cry. He's just like taking in the moment. But but well, what like, I'm saying, like, what I'm saying is, mirrors. act like a fucking superhero. <laughs> so mad i knew I was, this is was gonna happen uh but the bit of superman and man of steel is that he's it's like hey what would it be like if a superhero actually existed not a new idea by any means but it's certainly it's an interesting way to do superman because you know uh he's just sort of been this guy and in all likelihood i mean we have we live on a planet seven some, something like seven billion people i'd guess about four and a half to five and a half maybe believe in god and for all intents and purposes, you know, we've spent modern society believing in God, but having ab- like literally zero physical or metaphysical or any kind of evidence to his existence. And it's just been faith-based. I won't go into the whole faith-based aspect of it, but, you know, it's, again, it's faith-based. And for that to come true and for God to just 
arrive, somebody who just has abilities that transcend all of our understanding of the physical world, what would that do to people? And yeah, if you are, you know, if you want to be angry, upset about, you know, him just looking all sad and all that about him, fine. That's, uh, you, you have your idea of Superman. I'm much more lax with it. Do what you want. I don't really care with most superheroes pretty much. But the visual of him saving those people and just all of them crowding around and not saying anything, they just want to touch him. They just want to, they just want to feel that he's there and to, you know, see for themselves that he is real. And the scene with the flooding and people drawing the S on the top of their house as he kind of hovers over them, kind of like a dick, but it's an interesting visual moment of just like, you know, when people are at their most desperate, whether they believe in God or not, they usually end up praying to him. And here's your prayer answered and looking down upon you from on high. And I don't know. It's, it is a moving sequence for me. I think it's just those two, those two scenes. Maybe they could have done with the third. I don't know, but it's just, I like the visual storytelling of it. I like what it says for the things that I am most interested in with this Superman, this movie, this movie and those moments directly address them. And to me, it feels like a genuine, if Superman were real and if he came to Earth, what would people be like? And it's them confronting their faith in the flesh for the very first time. And that's, that I, that's intriguing to me. That's why I like Superman and why I like ver- pieces of these two, of Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. But that's my spiel. Okay. Fine. And I mean, the movie talks about like oh, gods and man all the time. So there's a, it's actually a I physical just... embodiment of that really callous and really sophomoric philosophy 101 debate that goes throughout the movie. It's the only time they really penetrate that idea of, you know, God and man in a, in an interesting way. And it's not just Jesse Eisenberg speechifying. But anyways, that's me. I know you don't like it, but I, I like it a lot, actually. You know, I just bought a $30 deluxe comic book edition of this movie. I didn't know such a thing existed. It's like a big, it's like this comic book thing that's like also a Blu-ray case. It has like this like. Didn't you hate this movie once upon a time? It's weird. I don't know. It has like 50 pages of like all these small Batman and Superman stories. And then it has like the special casing for the discs. And it's like, it's really cool. Nice. I don't know why I want, I don't know why I wanted it. I'm just like, this movie. This movie just intrigues me. That's all I can say about it. It's one. It's one of the more watchable superhero this is, movies. This is what I I said on Letterbox is that as a I think as a DC as a movie about Batman and Superman the character, it is a complete and com- disaster. It's a failure on every level. Right. As an elsewhere, it's a, as a Zack Snyder movie about two characters based on characters like Batman and like Superman. It's cool. It's awesome. It's brilliant. But those. So- it those has, two, those uh, that Venn diagram does not cross. But that, yeah. So it can't be. It can't. It can be one. It can't be. You know, the second movie in a shared universe or a franchise or whatever. Right. And also be the other. But it's only one of them, and it's not that DC movie. So it's its own thing. It's how I describe it. Um, Your number two. My number two is. Did we talk about the warehouse fight yet? Yes. No. Uh, when did, is that on your list? Yeah. Is that higher? It's it's yeah, it's my number one. We just, we'll talk about it now. Okay. Uh, it's Batman Arkham come to life, pretty much. It's you know, it's well shot. Uh, it's brutal in the in good ways. Like it's not brutal in a Batman's just wrecking these guys. It's 
it's brutal in a good way for Batman that he isn't killing them, but he is kind of bending the rules and maiming them to the point of no return, pretty much, which is I, which is where, personally, I like Batman to be, because you are, he is, you know, he isn't killing these guys, but he's kind of ruining their lives, and in some ways, he does, they He does it. throw someone by the head into a brick wall. Yeah, yeah. Did that kill him? I mean, the guy's, he's eating SpaghettiOs there's every day blood, for lunch. There's blood on that wall. Yeah, like it happens. Maybe he already had maybe he already had a little scratch and just opened the wound he up. he stab somebody too in the head and like in the neck? I don't think he stabbed somebody in the neck, but he do, he does damage. That's for sure. Uh, but it's just it's just really cool. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, as far I mean, we'll see what happens next summer. But this is the best Batman this, yeah. choreography I've ever seen. Hundred percent, and the, and and like. This is really the first brawling Batman we've seen. Like Michael Keaton, he fought people, yeah. but it was like, eh, you know, it was. That's him like staged. standing, like stiff punching people. Yeah, like, like he, he had, <laughs> uh, some guy like jumps at him, and he like has this like ball crusher that just comes up from his gauntlet, just nails a guy in the nards. That was the best <laughs> in Batman eighty nine. It's one of the most underrated parts of it. Uh, he doesn't really fight in you know in earnest in Forever and Robin, and the fights in. You know the Nolan movies are good, but they're nothing other than the the. I'll say the fight scene. scenes in the in those in the in the first one is terrible. Is Nolan doesn't yeah. know, how to, know how to shoot action scenes? Yeah, and he he learns pretty quickly. And the ones in you know our Dark Knight are shot wider. They're obviously not as choreographed and bonkers as the one in BBS, I still think but the they're fight good. Between Batman and Bane is fantastic. But. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's you know that's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, but this he just goes off and. Uh, Pattinson's Batman is not going to be as much of a brawler for sure. He's going to be more of the detective, but yeah. you know, this was pretty sweet. So brutal and fun and just it's bat, that, Batman just going off. This on is some the guys. thing that I love about, uh, like, like I said, I have such a mixed feelings about how Zack Snyder views comic book movies and characters and heroism. Right. But something I love about him is the way that he's able to transfer the kind of energy and kind of comic bookiness to the screen mm-hmm. because he takes that ridiculous fantastical element and he just does it. Like he doesn't try to make it more grounded and realistic. He doesn't like he'll put completely ridiculously looking scenarios into a real world kind of like you, this is supposed to be a real world, but then you have a guy dressed like a bat kicking people in the face, doing flips, doing all this stuff, jumping through a, a, a floor with grenades and just all this, yeah. Stuff and then, you have, then you have you know the fight at the end of the movie, so it's um, but it's cool to see all this ridiculous Batman y nonsense. Um, I'm actually playing it now, so he blows the floor in, he jumps up, uh, let's see, blows yeah. up a couple of guys' guns, yeah, probably giving them seizures, maybe blowing some hands up, and then they keep shooting down into the hole, pulls a guy up by his leg, and kind of hangs him there. Let's see. He uses yeah. a guy's gun to shoot other people. He doesn't make any contact, just kind of scares him away, throws him away. Uh, sh- oh, yeah, he shoots a guy with his grappling hook, like, through the shoulder, and then pulls him, and then punches him. <laughs> he literally shoots grappling hook right into the shoulder, yanks him back, and he just punches him right in the neck. Oh, it's great. Uh, let's see. Other guy comes in. Yeah, that's a battering to the face. Whoops. Uh, let's see. This guy's got a grenade and he kicks a guy. In the- <laughs> so there's a guy hanging and he kicks him so hard. He like falls into the other guy who's like standing at a door and then the grenade comes loose and he just closes the door and they blow up. Okay. So maybe there's a little bit of bloodshed. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Just punches some guys, punches some guys. 
pulls this guy. Oh, wow. Pulls this guy, like, over his shoulder, slams him on the ground. And then they cut back to Martha. Lame. <laughs> he throws that big box at the guy, and he slams against the wall, and the blood. Yeah, it's, we were talking about with the blood. Whoopsies. He bra- he busts up some guy's arm, too. I can't remember when that where that is. Yeah, he takes those guys down. Yeah, broke, breaks his arm, smashes his face against a concrete floor. Oh, yeah, he twists that guy's arm, breaks it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does He does a little bit of damage in this scene. But, hey, yeah. hashtag my Batman. Oh, yeah, when he stabs a guy in the shoulder and then, like, punches it in, like, up against the wall. He just stares him down. Oh, man. Killer. And then he, of course, kills the guy with, uh, with the flamethrower. Just wrecks his day. But at least his cape is, is inflammable, so that's pretty solid. But, yeah, that's, that scene's awesome. It's just, it's visceral, it's fun, it's kind of just, yeah. it's sort of the saving grace of the movie overall like it kind of yeah. makes everything else a little bit better just because it's so awesome yeah one other batman this is i forgot to mention this is an honorable mention another batman scene is the nightmare scene that i love yeah this one's fine i love that scene it's completely it just, ridiculous makes no sense but it's so it'd be fine if it didn't have that bruce i'm from the future yeah, that, that whole stuff is like, where it makes uh... no sense. But like everything up to that point is awesome. It's a good nightmare scene, yeah, because you do kind of get into his head of like what he actually is fearing of Superman. Yeah, and he's he's so strong. There's no chance he could take him yeah. down. That works. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I gave my number one. So go for it. Uh, where would we leave off? Your number one. This is. My, I didn't give me number two. Oh That's yeah, I, sorry. Yeah. Number two is the no man's land scene. Oh shit. Old. Yeah. Oh no! I missed something. Oh man. Okay, I'll, I have I have, an, I have a number six or something like that. When it's because I think I know your number one. But anyways, go with No my, Man's Land. My number one is yeah. Um, yeah, No Man's Land. I mean, I just can, I lumped this in with also the kind of the warehouse fight that happens immediately after it, where mm. she goes across and then yeah. But um, yeah, this scene is. I mean, I think it's incredible. It was almost our number one, and then. It was kind of fighting back and forth with the other scene. That's I'm sure you probably know what it is, but um, it's I'm actually not sure. But I don't want to think about. it. I want to be surprised. <laughs> okay, um, it's really, really, it's just a really powerful moment. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't speak for women, but I can imagine as a I think woman, we, I think we as two straight white guys can. Why not? <laughs> um, but I can imagine. I mean, I my uh, cousin saw this and she was really moved by that scene. She thought it was really, really powerful for her. Right. So I just think back what she told me about that. And it's just, I, I can imagine this being a really great moment for all little girls and everyone seeing this movie. So, um, and on top of that, I just think it's a really epic moment. I think it's really beautifully made. I think the music in it is great. I mean, the score of the whole movie is great, but I think that those yeah, music in that scene is great. And, um, mm-hmm. the way it go kind of builds up into her, uh, theme later in the scene. And, um, maybe the choreography is pretty basic and it's more about the kind of direction of the scene. Yeah. Uh, Cause really all she does is just walk and deflect and raise up her, uh, shield. Right. But I mean, it's, it's the way that it's shot. It's the way that it's directed. Um, it's Gal Gadot's kind of, um, facial performance in the scene, um, with the music and everything. Yeah. So I think it really comes together as just as really, powerful moment where you see her go from naive you know a confused curious girl from this other land to a warrior who's here to save people and be a hero 
and it's a really great transfer transformation moment. Um, because yep. immediately following this, you see after this moment, she's a, become a more confident character. She's more, um, a little bit more aware. She's more comfortable in her own skin and comfortable around everyone else. So, uh, it's a really great moment, not just the scene itself, but what it kind of transfers over to the rest of the movie. Yeah. And while this is like a more kind of a trope of, uh, Oscar bait movies to shoot and put in a scene that is 100% meant to be an inspirational moving scene for have it to land the way it does is impressive. Yeah. Cause yeah, like I said, a lot of Oscar bait movies try to have those scenes and those moments and they just kind of peter out because of the movie around it. Is it good? Or they overcompensate or they overestimate how good they are or whatever. But this is yeah. the rare case of calling your shot and actually hitting the home run as it were. But this yeah, is like that. Scene. This is like the karate kid kicks the Jeez. guy in the face moment. Um, it's really, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Shout the fuck out. Uh, think, before I, before I you move on to your number one, I want to do, I, I'm doing a quick tie for number two because I just remembered a scene that I forgot to write down. I feel dumb about it. And okay. it might be number one. I don't know, but probably not. Uh, Superman flying for the first time. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ah, okay. All right, good. Well, let's talk about it now. Okay. So you're number yeah, one. Superman's first flight and Man of Steel's yeah. It's... It's to me that is every that is the best Superman moment, maybe ever put on screen. I would say so. Uh, Another visual uh, storytelling thing, too. Yeah, it's and it's the only time in any of these movies outside of Justice League, which I don't even count because that's like not the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, but in any of these movies, it's the only time I've ever felt that I was watching Superman acting like the Superman that I want to see him be, who's confident, <laughs> who is likes he's excited and he's hopeful about having the powers that he has and all the potential that he can do with them. Yeah. And you see that in his face, you can see it in the way he moves and in the way he flies because he goes from this kind of just kind of hopping and jumping across the ground and kind of not sure how to do this to building himself up into it and being able to really, really do it and get the movement down. Right. Um, and Hans Zimmer's score throughout the whole thing is incredible. And it's just such a well done scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything I want, and I just want a Superman movie that can be that for two and a half hours. I just want the I want that to be reflected in a Superman movie from the entire thing, not just a scene. I just find it funny that, uh, and I do, you know, even if I w- I did remember to put it on the list, it would be tied for number two. That your favorite and least favorite Superman moments of these of of this DCU are tied for my number two. They're right alongside each other. That's funny to me. I was say <laughs> I don't understand. Whatever. I don't know. And I do understand how you can like that. Well, it's, if, well, I mean, one is him accepting himself, and one is him being accepted by everyone else in, in a way. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. Oh. But the scene is great. Yeah, no, like everything you said. It's you know I think the you know kind of going back to the whole Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman scene this is kind of a similar moment, even though if it didn't really land for a lot of people, cause you know, man of steel is kind of all over the place in terms of what, how people like it. But even people mean, that hate this movie, like the scene, I guess I really haven't heard many people talk about it individually, but okay. Yeah. If you say so, uh, but just have showing him in first flight, which was arguably the, I think the most, Hmm. What word do I want to use? Iconic, I guess scene of the original yeah. Superman movie. So to do that and to, Bring a dip, bring a new piece of music to stand uh, to go up against John Williams' theme to you know to put those two elements together 
was ballsy and I think worked really well. I just uh, the the, super, the Zimmer Superman theme slaps. Yeah, and this is a really well composed moment. I hate the little zoom ins that they do. I mean, that's just a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah, yeah. I wish it was just a little bit more gradual where you kind of like, as a, he as he ascends into the sky, you just pull in a J. little J. bit closer. J.J. Abrams does that a lot too, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, just, uh, it's, it's just so erratic. And it's, like you're, you're, it's almost like you're looking at it from a point of view rather than just yeah, I think it's, it's seeing kinda, it happen. It's, yeah. And that's yeah. not how eyes work either. Like you don't yeah. zoom in on stuff. You just look at it. And I think that's what they were trying to go for. Or maybe they want it to be like a camera. I don't know. It's the ad intensity. Eh, it kind of took it away from me, but overall, it's a great scene. You know, him flying through the through the sky, hanging out, learning how to fly. He's like he like dips into like the savannas of Africa at a point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's cool. It's just really it's a cool, fun scene. It's another, you know, uh, I mean, c- combined between our lists, like third or fourth great visual storytelling moment that the Snyder manages to pull off and hey you know some movies don't have one of those he's got several in two different movies that by and large aren't very good otherwise but hey that's just the snyder for you uh yeah that's uh that's all i have to say about it great scene well done well executed and uh whoever's got to do that kind of scene next has got quite the challenge Whenever Mr. Superman returns to the screens, which probably won't be for a few years. Too bad. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the DCEU. It's a little all over the place. Our lists are all over the place, but um, ultimately... Is it even a universe anymore? Is it what? Is it even a real universe anymore? It's a DC... It's a DC smattering. It's kind of some stuff, not others. Joker... A new Batman. I don't know. Joker isn't part of the... Okay, I'm not going to start this again. (laughs) <sighs> it's extended. I don't know why. I don't it know extends. why you insist on putting Joker in there. But it extends as far as I want it to. It's not fine. I'll change it to modern DCE DC movies. Will that make you happy? No. It's okay. Still dumb. All it right. doesn't even have the DC logo in front of it. But it does have the Joker. Ooh, got him. <sighs> Anyways, watching, reading, listening to. I'm gonna take the reins on this one. Uh, two new movies and one rewatch. Uh, f- the new movies, speaking of Mr. Affleck, The Way Back is great. Uh, it's a different, it's more more character drama than sports movie, which has kind of been sold as a sports movie. It's like the first 10 minutes, I think, Affleck has like four shower beers and it's just a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole mood. But um, Gavin O'Connor's behind the helm, so you know it's going to be a uh, an emotional and not a cheese emotional without the cheese. And it certainly is that basketball scenes are pretty poorly shot, but it's kind of hard to, to, to do basketball scenes. Cause it's, you know, you're taking a game that's all about improvisation and trying to stage it. So it didn't work great, but, uh, it was good enough time. Characters are strong. Affleck is just great. Obviously working through some of his own stuff and it comes off, uh, pretty well. Uh, onward Pixar's latest movie is also very good. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's it builds to a really good conclusion. Um, again, it kind of zigs instead of zags, or you know, zags instead of zigs, whatever you prefer. Um, it's got a pretty. It's actually it's one of the rare movies for Pixar. Well, maybe not rare movies Pixar, but the third act overall is really really good. And that's usually when movies kind of falter. So I always like to give credit when a movie's able to stick the landing like they are. It's a little bit simplified. I feel like in, in another pass or two, 
maybe by like a Pete Doctor or something like that would have or Andrew Stanton would have made it sing a little bit better. But overall, it's it's solid. It's it's you know, if it, if not for one choice at the very end, it would be it would pre- be almost indistinguishable indistinguishable from DreamWorks. But because they take that little turn, it definitely feels like oh, this is this is a Pixar. I mean, it's it's a it's an eight out of ten movie for me, and it's not even it's like in the bottom four or five of my Pixar canon. So obviously, it just goes to show how good they are. Uh, and then I'm just I rewatched v for, v for Vendetta the other day, and I'm just I fucking love that movie. It's one of my all time favorites. I think it's almost perfect. Uh, it just the whole thing just sings for me. Um, yeah, I just I can't recommend it enough. And you don't have to just watch it in November. Watch it any time of the year because it works just as well. And it's also an interesting little uh, <laughs> commentary, I guess, on the real world. Not so much in, like, Trump is like this guy, but it's more of, like, what happens when you become uh, isolationist. And this is very much a Brexit kind of worst-case scenario, I guess, where they just shut them off, shut themselves off completely, and it deals with, like, viruses taking over the world, which obviously is kind of happening now in a more muted way, but... Even if you ignore all that stuff, it's just really badass and just so, so good. It's got a good mystery. Uh, v is a great character. The story's awesome. I just, I, don't, I love it. I, I don't I don't know if that's a hot opinion these days or not, but I'm, I fucking love V for Vendetta. Ride or die till the very end. You should rewatch it at some point. I've seen it. But... Gotta, gotta rediscover how great it is. I mean, the, just the scene when she's in the prison cell is just... God, come on. That is just... That's good shit. Anyways, watching what you listen to for you. Um, what have I been doing? I've... The last couple of weeks, I haven't been... I've been really slacking on watching movies this year so far. Usually at this point, I'll, uh, I've been like rewatch. I'll be like checking out stuff I've never seen on Netflix and stuff like old movies and whatever. Right. I've just been spending the last couple of weeks just binging TV shows on Hulu. Because yes. apparently Hulu has a lot of shows that I loved as a child and as a teenager. So I've just been rewatching stuff. I've been I'm in the middle of watching Malcolm in the Middle. Good lord! Did I talk about that already? I might have talked about that already. Possibly. I think I make funny made funny for it. Sounds familiar. Um, I'm still watching. Such a great show. I love it. Um, what else have I have I seen anything recently? Mm. Um, rewatched. I rewatched The Invisible Man. That was great. Ah, yeah. yeah. Better the um, second time. I think so, yeah. Nice. Also, knowing everything helps. Oh yeah, that would be mm, that would be an interesting yeah. viewing experience. Hmm. I gotta say, this whole coronavirus is actually helping out my movie watching quite a bit because I've been to I went to a couple movies this week and they were both pretty empty, and I was kind of fired up about it. Like onward, I saw an IMAX, and I had nobody in my row or even in the row above me. And same for uh, way back, I was like, this is this is actually kind of working out for me. <laughs> Because we're New Yorkers, nothing can get us sick. Because you know we're exposed to tons of disgusting bacteria every day. Yeah, like your front yard. I don't have a front yard. <laughs> you mean the sidewalk? It's yeah, called the, the sidewalk. sidewalk. Where there's trash. Yeah. Well, it's it's Tuesday. It's gonna be Tuesday. Tuesday's trash day. <laughs> get a trash can. I we do. We we take we take our do trash. You put it in there, or do you start on the street? No, 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 no. We take it down to the basement, and then the guys, the people that run our building, take it to the street. Okay, that's fine. Trash day, or we take it to Staten Island, just dump it. Fuck Staten I like, Island. I like the I like apartments where you can dump it down a chute and it goes to like a pile. Oh uh, yeah, I had one of those. That was good. Those are cool. 
Oh my God. Do you want to hear the worst story? A uh, really scary story. Sure. So I was walking up to my apartment the other day. I just gotten, I went to get groceries. So I kind of had full hands. And as I was walking, I pulled my keys out of my pocket and I dropped them. I was like, ah, oh, shit. And I looked down and I dropped them on one of those grates. But it wasn't like, it's not one of the ones where it's just, it's just like bars, like a jail cell. It's kind of those twisty ones, you know, that's like a bunch yeah. of eights. And I had my key fob to get in my building and a, like a little tag where all that was keeping my keys from falling into the sewers. And I just, my heart, lit, like I literally felt my heart drop. Like I felt it in my, in my ass cheek at that point. It was, it was terrifying. And I like, I set all my stuff down as carefully as I could. I literally crouched down onto my knees and just like a fucking surgeon, like I was playing operation, pulled them out of the subway grate. Because if, if, if they'd fallen in there, I would have just jumped in front of a car. Like, what's the point anymore? My life's over. But yeah, that's my fun New York story. But anyways, uh, Malcolm in the Middle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> good, right? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think, you know what? I don't know if I talked about this. I watched, a couple weeks ago, I watched the sequel. The All the Boys, I love before sequel. The what? The To All the Boys. Oh, I thought I thought you heard my sequel to Malcolm in the Middle. I was like, how did I no, miss that? no. I wish. God, that'd be great. No, watch that movie. It was cute. Nowhere near as good as the first one, which you hate for some reason. I don't hate it. I'm just like, I don't care. I'm not, I'm, I'm past the point. Phenomenon. I'm past the point where I can really care about that kind of a movie. I know uh, Love, Simon is kind of a, you know, uh, outlier, I suppose, but I don't know. Either, either make it as funny or as interesting like Booksmart or don't waste my time. Anyways, also not a, not enough people in that are white. God darn it! Why are they? Why is PC culture trying to ruin my life? I don't understand the world anymore. Ah, stupid. Anyways, any last uh, last minute barbs at the hashtag the re- release of Snyder Cult, or do you want to wrap this up? Just go away. Just stop. Hashtag two fourteen, bro. I can't implore to you enough. Those are the, those poems made the cut. Those are the ones that made it, that were deemed better than others. I love it. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> Somebody has some journalist, like actual, real, verified Twitter journalist, is apparently writing a book about it, which is just oh, good like Lord. about the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Who? I don't know, some guy. I kind of want to read it, to be honest. The more I think, I mean, like, they'll what, probably what's, what's going to be in the book? I mean, they'll probably have some intel on it, I and mean, they're probably they're journalists. They're probably talking to actual sources. So uh, I don't. It's, it's not one of those journalists. It's more like a blogger or something uh, like that. Well, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's not. It's nothing to get excited about. If it's someone legit, then I want to. I want to read the book. What the thing that I, th- I guess the out one of the outstanding things about this and like I think everybody in the cast has pretty much done a movie since uh, Justice League, and you know well, except for Flash, but no, he did Fantastic Beasts. Oh, uh, you just meant like uh, okay, yeah. Like they've done they've gone through like a press tour, junkets, and stuff yeah. like that, been asked about it. Everybody but Snyder, and he's got a movie coming out, and he's going to do a press press tour God, for it. I'm so curious how that's going to go. His press tour or the movie. What? The press store. I don't give a fuck about the movie. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. care less about That's the next movie. shoe that drops. Like, if he goes any Q&As he does for the movie, any, like, audience... Because journalists are going to ask him about it, as they should. It's I mean, fodder. all he's going to say is... He's just going to say the same thing in every single press. Every question, he's going to be like... I really want you people know, to see I have it. My, I, have, I have my cut. 
you know, it's it's there, it's it's yeah. ready. It's, I'm just waiting on that. You gotta tell them to release it. It's not up to me. That's what he's gonna say every right. time. And that's the so. smart thing to say if that's if that's the end goal he wants. I just kind of really want. I I, I don't know. Based on how much I liked Man of Steel and BVS, I don't think this is going to be the case. But I want it to come out and just be god awful, like a million times worse than the than the release Justice League, I, and just to just to see the people freaking out about it or try to spin it as like, oh my god, it's so good. It's like not. That's just my hope. That's my hope. I like, don't think it will be. Um, it probably won't. Like I said, I we both like the last the his. BBS and Man of Steel quite a bit. Well, I mean, all three of us do, really. So it's unlikely, but part of me just hopes it's abysmal. And we've waited all this time, and these guys have hyped it up as long as they have for it to just come out and be just a fart. That would make me laugh. But anyways, uh, that's that'll be it until uh, until next week. And when I'm assuming one of us, just statistically, it's got to be happening, uh, gets the coronavirus, we will. Talk to you next week. You can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Send us an email at reflexpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, check us out on the Spotify, which is a good service for music and podcasts. Spotify. And until next time, Josh, take it easy. Later.